Hey Zone 9 Gardener, did you know that you can harvest from your backyard garden 52 weeks a year? That's right, in the Wild Child Garden there's no need for cover crops. There's never a time when we can't plant something and there's always room to add some beauty. On the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast, I'm going to show you how to turn your garden into a wild child garden. And you can learn more about growing beautiful veggies the wild child way at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Welcome back to the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. This is episode number 39, and I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, with Wild Child Kitchen Gardens. I'm so excited to be here with you today. We're digging into something that is so misunderstood. It has so many mystifications around it, so much misinformation around it, and I want to set the record straight today. I want to make sure you're prepared because this is one of those things you cannot bounce back from. We're talking about frost and freezes today. When we talk about pests, we talk about army worms, we talk about aphids, we talk about rabbits coming through the garden, taking some leaves off your lettuce. This is not that, guys. This is One day your garden is great, the next day your garden is gone, and there is no reversing the damage. Frost and freezes are by far the biggest issue you're going to deal with in your winter garden. That is why we have to talk about it now. You might be thinking, frost and freezes, it's 75 degrees outside. Yes, correct, it is. That's what makes it so complicated. If it were slowly getting colder every day, little at a time, little at a time, frost and freezes would not be that big of a deal in our gardens. The problem is we grow gardens in zone nine. That means that we could drop or change 50 to 60 degrees in 24 hours. That is something our plants cannot handle. Today, I'm going to teach you exactly what you need to be looking for. And then I'm going to share with you a way that you can dig even deeper to get yourself prepared. You ready? Let's dig in. First things first, we have to address what's a frost and what's a freeze. This is so important because listen, everybody gets it wrong. (laughs) Frost and freezes are not the same thing. And your first frost that we pay so much attention to and worry so much about is actually not your first frost at all. It's your first freeze. (laughs) Clear as mud? I know. That's why this is so complicated. Because from the get-go, we are confused, right? Let me help you break this down. There are two numbers that you need to be concerned with. 36 degrees and 28 degrees. These two numbers are super, super important to remember. These are the numbers that I want you to write down in your garden journal. These are the numbers I want you to be looking for on your weather app. You need to download a weather app because you need to be able to look at that hourly forecast whenever those temperatures start dropping. Here's how I do it. Anytime temperatures go below 40, I start paying attention. In the garden club, we say our antennas go up. We start thinking about what's actually going on. What are we looking for? What's happening? What's the timing on things? Okay. We need those weather apps on our phones so that we can know what to look for. But we can't stop there. We also have to have a thermometer in our garden. 
Now, you may think that is overkill and something that you don't need, but let me tell you where I'm coming from here. Your app is giving you a temperature from a weather station. That weather station could be two miles from your house. It could be 10 miles from your house. You don't know, or maybe you do know. Either way, the idea and the chance that your temperature in your garden is exactly the same as it is at the weather station that's reporting is very slim. You need to know the temperature in your garden because every degree matters. Thermometers are very inexpensive and they last forever. So get an inexpensive thermometer and put it in your garden. Then you're going to know before you ever are worried about a frost and freeze what the temperature actually is. So if the weather app is reporting that it's 78 degrees outside, but the temperature in your garden is 73 degrees or 76 degrees, you know the difference. That's going to help you tremendously. Guess how many years I watched a weather app and said to myself, oh, well, it's only going to be 38 degrees outside, so I don't need to worry about anything in my garden. I'm good to lose my whole garden the next morning. I did that for several years before I realized that it's actually three to four degrees difference between my garden and what it's going to say on my phone. Oh, how I wish I would have known something so simple as that to take care of my garden. The thermometer in your garden is a must. So go ahead and get that now and start watching for patterns. Start seeing what is that actual temperature difference. We have a member in our garden club. Her temperature difference is literally like 12 degrees. So when her weather app says it's going to be 45, she knows. No, it's not. It's more going to be like 33. That's a huge difference. And that's going to change everything as far as what she does to prepare. So, okay, you've got to get the thermometer for your garden and you've got to start watching those patterns. That's number one. Number two, you got to pay attention to those two numbers I told you about. 36 degrees and 28 degrees in your garden. That's what we say in the garden club. What is the temperature in your garden? 36 and 28. Those are red flag numbers. And let me explain to you why. 36 degrees, a frost is possible. So at 36 degrees, anything you have growing that you were growing in the summer is not going to make it. So tomatoes, squash, zucchini, pumpkins, cucumbers, peppers, eggplant, okra, that's all going to be gone at 36 degrees. None of that can handle even the slightest of frost. Even covered, you are going to have a very stunted plant that is very weak and not able to rebound at that temperature. So my recommendation is when you see 36 degrees come up on your phone or something in that neighborhood, you've balanced it with the thermometer in your garden, you know you're at 36 degrees, you know you're most likely getting a frost. It does not matter how long the frost is going to last or what time of night the frost is going to occur. At 36 degrees, if you get a frost, every summer vegetable in your garden is going to be gone. Okay. Step one, make that okay within your heart, okay? Your brain may understand that, but your heart is breaking into a million pieces. I understand. 
My daughter has had the hardest time transitioning from her spring and summer garden into her fall and winter garden. And all she grows is zinnias. It's all she has out there that's left is just a bed full of absolutely gorgeous zinnia flowers. And she is having the hardest time. Here's what I told her. And it's exactly what I would tell you. And it's what I've told the gardeners that I coach inside of my garden club program. It's better to cut everything back, harvest what you can, thank your garden for all that it has given you this season, and look forward to seeing it again than to leave it out there and watch it be destroyed. It is so hard, whether you know it's coming or not, to wake up in the morning to a garden that is frost damaged, especially a summer garden that's frost damaged. So if you have those spring and summer vegetables still growing in your garden, when you see that 36 number begin to approach, harvest everything, thank your garden for all that it has given you this season, Cut everything out and go indoors. And instead of worrying yourself about what is happening outside, you've already taken those plants out. So your heart can focus on some fun first frost traditions that maybe you could have with your family. In our house, we're going to have hot chocolate on the first frost. We may even make some s'mores and sit out by the bonfire. We might get in the hot tub. First frost are fun. We don't want to be worried about our gardens, not for something that is never going to bounce back no matter what we do. Okay? I want you to give yourself permission to do that. I want you to give yourself permission to... Just enjoy the first frost with your family instead of worrying about plants that will never bounce back from this temperature. We're talking about these spring and summer holdovers, all of those vegetables that you've left in your garden because they're still producing. These are the things we're talking about. These are the guys that are just not going to make it. Isn't it so much better to harvest everything to thank your garden, and to remove those plants. And then your conscious is clear. You can walk away from it. And as Taylor Swift says, your side of the street is clean. You go inside and you make hot chocolate for your kiddos and you roast marshmallows. These are the first frost traditions that we love in the Wild Child Garden Club. We even dedicated an entire article to first frost traditions in our fall issue of In Season. It's available right now. You know, you can get your copy at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash in season. Okay, so now that you've prepared your heart for the big goodbye and you have harvested everything, you have thanked your garden and you have removed all of those spring and summer vegetable plants and flowers and herbs, you've taken it all out. Now you can just focus on a freeze because all of your fall and winter vegetables are going to be frost tolerant. Not only that, but they appreciate a frost. They actually sort of get growing and take off in a frost. They get sweeter in a frost. So you will find that a lot of people won't pick their broccoli. They won't pick their cabbage until they've been kissed by frost, it's called. So 
these guys are good to go. In their DNA and their leaf structure, they can handle the frost, unlike those spring and summer vegetables. They're just made differently. So now you can sort of relax a little bit and get prepared for a freeze. You're no longer concerned about a frost. Froster of no concern to a fall or winter vegetable, but a freeze is. Now here's the tricky part. A freeze in your garden is not the same as a freeze on the thermometer. So we all remember from elementary math that a freeze occurs when temperature reaches what? 32 degrees, right? So why am I telling you to pay attention to 28 degrees? Well, it's because for most of your cold hardy plants, the freezing point is somewhere around 28 degrees before these plants will be damaged, okay? Ice crystals usually won't even start to form inside of your plants until temperatures are well below freezing. And even then, when they do, these plants still do a really good job of dealing with it and rebounding from it, all right? So a light freeze is when that nighttime temperature drops to 32 degrees, usually happens right at daybreak. There is no concern here. A hard freeze is what we're looking at. We're worried about a period of at least four hours of temperatures that are below 28 degrees. And I want to share with you here, we're not talking about a feels-like temperature. We're talking about actual air temperature being at or below 28 degrees. Your plants don't care about the feels-like temperature. Thank goodness, right? We're looking for 28 degrees on that outdoor thermometer. That is what we are focused on. Not on your phone, not on the app, not what the news predicts, but on your actual garden thermometer. See, that's why it's so important to get that thermometer now so that you can actually know what you're working with. You do not want to be out there in 30 degrees of rain trying to figure out what your temperature difference is, right? No, you want to be inside by the fire drinking hot chocolate with your family. We can work smarter, not harder here. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to focusing on your garden. Know your garden's microclimate and know what you're growing, okay? This is so important. You cannot pay attention to that average first frost date and just go by that and start covering every night. I know people who do that. That is insanity. This is the, the Wild Child Garden is the busy woman's garden. We are not going to overwork ourselves here. We are going to plant plants that are cold hardy, that are going to be frost tolerant, that are going to continue to grow even when we neglect them. That's the kind of plants we're going to grow. We're not going to pay too much attention to that average frost date because it's just an average. It's just what's happened in the last 30 years, not really what's going to happen this year. So don't get hung up on that. Remember that your garden has its own temperature and that that's what you really need to be paying attention to. And maybe the most critical piece of all of this in your plan to protect your garden is knowing what the sun does in your garden. And this is something that we don't think about a lot, but I want you to consider this with me. If you've got a shady spot in your garden and you've noticed that the sun does not hit that spot of your garden till 11 or 12 o'clock in the day. You have got a recipe for disaster on your hands in a freeze. The reason is because that's going to be the last place that melts. Okay. You need to know about these areas. 
So start paying attention. When you go out to your garden in the morning, look and see what's shaded. When you go out in your garden in the evening, look and see if you've got any shady spots there too. Pay attention to what the sun does because you want to know, okay, it's only going to be 29 degrees, but I've got that shady spot right there. I know that that spot's not going to get sun till halfway through the next day, which means it's going to be more than four hours at 29 degrees. I should probably go ahead and cover. These little tiny pieces of information about your garden are really and truly the key to success. Now let's talk about what supplies you need for your frost and freezes. So remember, as long as you're okay and understand and have con- you know made it right with yourself that you are going to say goodbye to your spring and summer vegetables at a first frost, then you're just worried about a freeze from that point on. So what supplies do you need for freezes that are going to come? It's not if, it's when, guys. You're going to have them. So what do you need to have on hand? You can do this one of two ways. So you can do it the DIY way, which is collecting buckets, milk jugs, plastic pots, blankets, sleeping bags, sheets, dollar store, tablecloths that are felt on one side and plastic on the other, and tarps. You can collect these things, collect them now, and you're set to go. You will place buckets, milk jugs, plastic pots over your plants. Then you will cover that entire bed with sheets or tablecloths or sleeping bags. And then if it's super, super cold, Um, in the mid-20s, or if we're going to experience a hard freeze, which is below at or below 28 degrees for an extended period of time, at least four hours, you're going to want to put a plastic tarp over that as well, and sometimes maybe even adding some Christmas lights in there too to try to generate some warmth. These are the supplies you need to consider. You can do it this way, in a DIY-type way, Or you can purchase material. You can purchase frost cloths. I recommend a 1.5 ounce frost cloth. Super important. The weight matters here. A 0.55 ounce is completely worthless. It's not worth your time or money. You need 1.5 ounce. Um, Ag Fabric is my favorite brand. Also, DeWitt makes a great frost cloth. You can get all of these online. And you can purchase plastic sheeting. You can purchase a roll of Visqueen. You can cut it to size on your beds and fold it up and have it ready year after year after year. So this is really a situation where you have to decide what it is you want to do. How do you want your garden to look? How do you want your supplies to be stored? Either way is perfectly fine, and it does not have to be pretty to be functional. You just need to make a decision and gather up those supplies so that you have them. That's what's most important, is that you are able to just get them and get them on your garden when the time comes. Trust me, if you wait until the day or two before that first predicted freeze, you are not going to be able to find these supplies. Ask me how I know. (laughs) The nurseries will not have them. You will not be able to get them here on Amazon Prime. Trust me, don't wait. Do this now. 
You want the frost cloths or your blankets and sleeping bags and tablecloths. You want all of that situated to where you know what you're going to use. Now, if you're using frost cloths um, that are purchased, you're also going to want to grab some hoops. We make our hoops inside of the Garden Club out of PVC. And really, you can do any size PVC, one to two inch, super common. Any size is fine, but you want them to be able to bend so that you can secure them into your bed. And then you drape the frost cloth over them and then even drape that plastic sheeting over the frost cloth if temperatures warrant that. Now, listen, I don't want you to get in full panic and say, I don't know what to do here. I have taken all of the guesswork out for you in a free mini course I put together for the Garden Club and I'm going to offer to you called Understanding Frost and Freezes. I'll walk through the entire process with you inside of this mini course and it's completely free. So definitely go download that. Do you know the biggest pest to a backyard garden in the winter season? It's a freeze. A freeze can decimate your entire garden overnight. Be prepared this season for the first frost and all of those hard freezes with my brand new mini course, Understanding Frost and Freezes. It's free and completely available to you right now. I'm going to share with you how I prepare for frost and freezes and how I think you should too. Get all of the details at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash frost and freezes. So now that you've got a great understanding of first frost and first freezes and how you can prepare your garden and your heart for what's definitely coming, this is not an if, it's a when, I want you to really take this to heart and get prepared. That is the most important thing. Again, you're not going to be able to find supplies the day before the first freeze. So make sure you go ahead and get ahead of this now. And you can do that once again in my mini course, Understanding Frost and Freezes. Guys, this is completely free. It's going to come with a checklist that will ask you and make sure that you're ready for your first frost. There's pro tips. Um, there's a whole separate teaching video on how frost and freeze cloths actually work. We talk about the different weights of the cloths and why the 1.5 ounce is what I choose. There's so much here for you. This course is free just as a gift because I want you to understand this and I want you to be prepared. Go download that at releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash frost and freezes and get a plan. That is the most important thing. Prepare your heart to say goodbye to your spring and summer veggies, and then get a plan for those winter guys. They're tougher than you think, and if you get your plan ahead of time, know what's a frost, what's a freeze, and when you need to cover and how you need to do it, your garden is going to thrive all season. You will not wake up the next morning to a garden that is gone. I can tell you this is the way to prepare. And also, as we prepare, the more freezes we have, the more acclimated our garden gets to those freezes and the easier it is to tend to it. Trust me, you want to plan for the frost and the freezes that are coming this season. I hope this has helped you get your mind around it so that you can be prepared early. We don't have any frost or freezes on the horizon as of now. But, you know, we never know when that's going to change. I want you to be prepared. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next time.
Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I hope today's episode has inspired you to get outdoors and release your inner wild child. I know that when you do, you will heal your soul. Until next time, keep growing and find out more about Wild Child Kitchen Gardens at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much again for joining me and I will see you right back here next time.